Blog Talk Radio. Good Monday, everybody. This is 80. Good evening, everybody. This is 89.1 Ken's FM live in Fargo, North Dakota, and you have just broken into Attitude Era Live once again Monday night, and we are all having a good time. Uh, With me always is Granny. How are you? I'm okay. I'm sitting here watching my Kansas City Chiefs game, trying to recover from my trip from over the weekend. I got back this afternoon from picking up my mom for about a week, so it's been a very long day. (laughs) All right. But so far, my Chiefs are winning, so I'm happy. So far, we're winning, so. All right. And how's your mom doing? Um, she's okay. I mean, you know, she wanted to come down and spend about a week with my son. So David and I went up, um, I guess it was Saturday morning we left and went and picked her up and got back this afternoon. So. All right. And, uh, we do have a big show, uh, like always, uh, we never, we never fail to disappoint here. Um, 
tonight we have uh, three, great, uh, three great guests with us. Uh, our first guest off uh, when they call in will be uh, Scott Putzke. Uh, of course, his father was the great Ivan Polish powerhouse Putzke, and uh, we're going to be talking to him, a second-generation wrestler, a WWE legendary wrestler. Uh, we're going to have <coughs> CRD. And we're also going to have the Iceman with us. So it's going to be a big show. I don't know if uh, Big Swing will call in and brag about his uh, his Cowboys beating my team, the Vikings, last night. Uh, we were in the cities. We just got back from our honeymoon. We were down there for that. Uh, I wish that uh, it was a little... Uh, a little happier ending, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, a big swing, I'm sure that he'll chime in or he'll play some kind of uh, ridiculous liner or something at some point uh, when we're on the air, but we'll see. And uh, You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Well, apparently Big Swing is listening because uh, he, um, you know, he likes to play that granny. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, I know. And, uh, you I know, know that um, only too well. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, there's another recording that he likes to play when he's listening, uh, and that's about uh, uh, the, the Raiders thing. Uh, do you know when Kansas City plays the Raiders? Uh, in a couple weeks. In a couple of weeks. Two or three and, weeks, uh, something like that. Two or three weeks. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. What you got to do, though, is uh, I know that uh, the Cowboys and the Chiefs play also, so uh, uh, I will actually be the pulling Chiefs for the Chiefs, the Cowboys obviously. The 21st of November, I believe. The 21st of November. So if we look at the calendar, um, that's obviously not the Thanksgiving game, but uh, – no, uh, let's see. Um, they play the Raiders. Okay, the, they play the Packers November seventh. They play the Raiders November fourteenth, and they play the Cowboys November twenty-first. Then they and play then the we'll Broncos the December fifth. Then they right. play the then Raiders we'll be on the again 22nd. on the twelfth. Well, they also have a bye week after the Cowboys because they don't play the uh, Broncos until December fifth. So they got a bye week on the 28th. They play the Broncos again December 5th, the Raiders December 12th, the Chargers December 16th, the Steelers December 26th, the Bengals January 2nd, and the Broncos again on the 9th of January. All right. And um, once again, this is 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, We're going to take a quick little timeout, and we'll be back in uh, 60 seconds. And uh, as always, if you like what we're doing here on 89.1 Ken's FM in Fargo, North Dakota on Monday nights, uh, go ahead, uh, send uh, show Ken uh, Ken's FM 89.1 some love. Uh, do the $10 a month, 
It goes a long way to help pay the bills to keep the station on, and that's what we're trying to do. And uh, we also got an added bonus for you. If you go to uh, Ken's uh, 89.1 FM page on Facebook and like that, you like Off the Ropes, you uh, go to our Off the Ropes page on Facebook, you like that. And also, if you uh, like the, uh, if you uh, do a little donation to um, to Ken's FM, uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win some autographs from a, a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. And um, so, hopefully, uh, we can get that set up for you. And um, We'll be uh, going to our guest here soon. As a matter of fact, I think he might be on. We'll see here. All right. Um, Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have a WWE legend with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the Attitude Era Live does not... uh, does not fail when it comes to bringing great guests, and he is a legend, and he is the son of a legend, and he is the greatest wrestler that the WWE ever put on television. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Scott Putsky. What's up, Scotty? What's happening, brother? How are you? Doing well, doing well. All right. It's good to have you on the show here with us, Scott, and uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, we have uh, we have about 35 minutes here with you, if you can stand us uh, that long. Uh, what we'll do here is uh, we'll have you give a little background about yourself. Uh, a lot of Most of us know it already, but for those that don't, so we'll have you give a little background about yourself. I'll ask you a few questions. We'll have Granny ask a few, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. How does that sound? Sure. All right, so if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll have fun with the interview here. Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, son of Ivan Putsky? Um, dude, I grew up in the business. I saw, I was watching wrestling when wrestling was real, back with uh, superstar Billy Graham, Jimmy Snuka, Bruno San Martino, Chief J. Strongbow, Wahoo McDaniel for the people in Texas, Jose Lothario, Tully Blanchard, Joe Blanchard. Uh, you just name it. I've seen him, Andre the Giant. I mean, met him, seen him, you know, grew up with him. Really, as a kid, you know, I just kind of thought that's what everybody's dad did were wrestlers, I guess, until I got in school. And, you know, you kind of have to explain yourself or, you know, walk the walk and walk down the aisles in school and, you know, show how tough you are. I mean, that was kind of something that we had to do as children back then that these kids nowadays have no damn clue what it's like. Um, <laughs> uh, just, you know, after I went to TC, I went, played high school football, was recruited by a lot of colleges, uh, ended up going to TCU, play football, college football, uh, drafted by Houston Oilers, played their year, tore my Achilles heel, kind of goofed around for a while, then, of course, got into wrestling, wrestled the uh, Started wrestling with uh, Global Wrestling and uh, Sportatorium, you know, doing the indie scene, wrestled all over. Uh, uh, man, did some stuff up in the New York area with Mario Savoldi, the Savoldis, and, you know, went to Japan, Mexico, uh, then, you know, on to WWF and then to WCW. Now, uh, you know, you were talking about Andre the Giant. Did you ever get hoisted up and put on Andre the uh, Giant's shoulders? Oh, yeah. 
And uh, now, uh, you know, we just, uh, we, you know, we just got done uh, with uh, Halloween, of course, which was yesterday. Happy Halloween, everybody, from 89.1 Ken's yeah. FM. Uh, now, I'm just kind of curious. Um, uh, being uh, the son uh, of a legend, uh, did you ever, uh, um, did you ever go out trick or treating with your dad? Uh, of course, he went as uh, Ivan Putsky, and uh, uh, you must have went as what? Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan or Macho Man or Bruno San Martino? No, man. I, you know, back then I didn't. Uh, everybody was just a, a person to me, just like you know, a normal people. How their dad works. I mean, whether they were, you know, attorneys, doctors, you know, worked at the Seven Eleven, worked as a janitor, whatever. The people they hung around with. That was just who, who you know. I, that's what I thought the world was all about. You know, that's that's. I thought everybody, you know, did that. I didn't know it was anything special. Really, wasn't really special to me. You know, I really didn't have that much of a relationship with my father because he was never home, and the only time we really got to, you know, and people think, wow, that must have been cool to hang out with, you know, Andre the Giant and you know Wahoo McDaniel and Jose Lothario and Bruno San Martin, all these famous, you know, superstar Billy Graham. But they, those were only small moments of my life. You know, I mean, the majority of my life was spent, you know, wanting my dad to be home. He was on the road, you know, probably 300 days a year, 290, you know, minimum back then. And, uh, I, you know, I, my relationship with my father's growing up was over the phone lines, really. I mean, you know, we had our time when we got there. But, you know, 99% of the time he was never around. And uh, you know, which, which is which is kind of sad because uh, you know, um, you know, you know, we we, we all love uh, most of us uh, love the relationship with our father. But I guess I never realized that. But like, uh, even in the summertime, did you get to go on the road with your dad at all uh, when you were out of school? Um, I mean, we did, but you, you know, back then it wasn't like it was now, where you know they drove everywhere, and they it was just you know, as kids, you don't want to be stuck in a car, and you don't want to, you know, my mom didn't want us to live that life. We she tried to, you know, for us to grow up in as normal of a life as we could. So, you know, if we and there's a lot of guys, you know, I'm not going to name names, you know, second generation wrestlers my age that uh, did that, you know, and they, they were pretty messed up man. and, uh, it's just, it's not a life that you, my mom didn't want us to live that life. I mean, my mom never wanted us to, you know, have to live that. It, she wanted that home base where we grew up normal, which, you know, and, you know, going to school, you know, you had the Polish power, Putsky power, Polish power t-shirts and stuff, you know, he would give out and people would, you know, ask for, and, autographs and stuff like that and you know you'd be at a restaurant and people would walk up and it was just normal we just you know we we went out we expected it you know he did it and then it was over with and you know we ate our meals and went our way but um it's not it that was the big thing with me was when i had a son i that's why i just walked away from the business i you know my son was about two years old when i walked away i was just i wasn't going to be that man I was not going to be my dad. I, you know, I promised myself as a child, you know, we all grew up wanting to emulate our father. Again, if our father's a doctor, lawyer, a sanitation truck driver, whatever he is, we all idolize our dads. I mean, that's just common as children. And, you know, I idolized my dad. And I, I thought that, you know, by doing what he wanted, by playing football and, and succeeding in football and then, you know, wrestling and, you know, doing this and doing that, 
that I would, you know, gain, you know, I really gained his love. And it's not that way, man. It's, you know, real, the real world is not that way. Now, uh, with, with that being said, we have one more, we have one question in the chat room here and then, uh, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about your career. Uh, we do love you talking about your childhood, which is kind of cool. And it's actually, uh, kind of sad. I guess I never under, uh, I never figured that, but I guess it makes sense. But, uh, one of the question that we have from our chat room here is, did you ever bring your dad to show and tell? Um, yeah, actually I did. I think I did. You know, I, when, uh, we first moved to Austin, Texas, I was born in San Marcos. And when we moved off and, you know, when my dad got real big, we, I think it was like the third grade. I, he came to, it was a parent, whatever, you know, bring your, your dad to work day. And he happened, just happened to be home that day. And he came and that's, that's kind of when everything, you know, all the kids kind of realized who, who he was. And, you know, it was, and then it became kind of mayhem. Uh, Scott Putsy is our guest here on uh, Ken's FM 89.1. we got about uh, 29 minutes here with, uh, with the man here. Now, um, you were, um, you were um, a- actually born in uh, 1966, if I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, you're correct. And uh, that, would make you, uh, that would make you about 25 uh, because you're a great yep, guy. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and uh what, what, what one thing i remember when you first came on the on the scene uh you know you um if i'm not mistaken you were they did say that you were you hailed from poland correct uh-huh well they, yeah dad was actually from poland he was born in krakow poland actually it's and, a small uh, village called scuba go ahead now have, have uh have you ever been to poland with your dad Oh yeah, yeah. I've been to Poland. I've been all through Europe. Actually, I've been all over the world. I mean, I, there's not a really a uh, continent that I or country that I haven't been in. But yeah, I mean, and I've traveled through through Europe and Poland. You know, visiting relatives. I still have relatives there as we speak. And uh, you know, you started out. Uh, um, you started out in, in the GWF, which was Global Wrestling Federation. And mm-hmm. then you went on to the WWF, which we'll talk about. And then you returned mm-hmm. to the WWE. And then you went to uh, World Championship Wrestling. And uh, uh, then, unfortunately, well, uh, you know, fortunately for you, you know, uh, unfortunately for us, you retired. And then, uh, you know, uh, I can understand that, uh, you know, spending time with your son and everything, and you wanted to be that dad that you didn't have. But has, has your son mm-hmm. e- expressed any interest in wanting to be a wrestler, or do you kind of want to steer him away from that? Now, my son, my my son, he was really good, a really good football player, and you know, could have been, he he could have done whatever he want. He he's in college now, but he just got bored with it. He's he's a musician. He plays the drums. He's been playing a, uh, the drums since he was like six years old. He's a he's a freak. I mean, you know, Vinnie Paul from Pantera used to show him stuff, and he's uh he's an old school rocker he's got an old soul man he loves old 80s 90s rock man and he's put together a band and they're coming out the name of their band is hell uh uh hell's half acre it's named after the hell's half acre here in fort worth texas where he's you know grown up and uh you know a a little interesting side note is uh you know uh being polish that you are uh uh my uh, my wife is actually polish um oh. and uh for uh for those that uh know that uh, my wife's maiden name 
is uh, Janiszewski, and it's actually still her married name. And, uh, you know, um, so I, I'm getting involved in the, the Polish heritage, really. And, uh, you know, I thought that that would be kind of cool, um, you know, uh, being uh, being with Bernadette. She's uh, she's my rock. She's the she's the love of my life. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, your name is actually uh, three inches shorter than hers. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. Uh, we have uh, right. Scott Putsky as our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. we got about uh, 25 minutes. Uh, what I'm going to do here uh, real quick, Scott, is I'm going to introduce you to my co-host. Uh, it's, it's Granny Hulkster, and uh, she's got a few questions for you. Uh, go ahead, Granny. What do you got for our guest? We have Scott Putsky. Go ahead. Well, welcome to our show tonight. We're glad to have you on with us. Thank you, ma'am. So what was one of your most challenging matches you had in your career, and who was it against? Um, let me, th- I would probably say, uh, there's a guy, he, he used to tag with, with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin when, before Steve got real famous. His name's Rod Price. We used to work a lot when I first started, and he's he's pretty much like me, Steph. He's a crowbar. He, he he we had some good matches, man. It was we were pretty you know strong style, and we both tatered each other a whole lot. So I enjoyed working with okay. him because you know he didn't whine and cry about getting stiff. You get a lot of these guys that cry. You know if you 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 touch them, they don't even want to be touched, and and it's just it's not the way wrestling. <laughs> You know, when I grew up, the wrestling was a lot stiffer. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you talk to the old guys, it was a hundred times stiffer than it, it was, you know, as I when I was walking out the door and a million times more than it is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been a huge wrestling fan for, oh, gosh, I, I don't know how many years. I mean, I'm 59 years old, and I've had the so gimmick you were name fan, of Granny Holt. you were a fan back I, when wrestling was real, right? Oh yes, oh yes, and I I I got a story to share about that because I've had my gimmick name of Granny Hulkster, which I got from a former coworker because I love wrestling, and I've probably had this gimmick name for probably close to twenty years, and you know I had the opportunity, my husband and I had the opportunity to get to meet Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas. Oh. Uh-huh about almost two years ago at an autograph signing and Ron Simmons says, he says, Granny, he says, you're that true fan that we so loved back in the day that we don't see anymore. And I mean, I, I, and see, I, I don't like the bad guys. I can holler some pretty good smack at the bad guys when I have to, they get in my face and they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or don't I have a curfew at the nursing home and, I just get right back in their face, and I tell them what for. I say, if you think you're man enough, big boy, I said, why don't you get out of that ring and come down here to my face and tell me to sit down and shut up. You can't do it. And I have, lot of, I have a lot of fun doing that. That's good. That's yeah. That's what that's what it's that's what it's all about, man. When you go to a wrestling match, that's or mm-hmm. what it should be about. The interaction oh, yeah. with the yeah. fans, and if 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 whoever's in the ring is is do is causing you to get riled up, then they're doing their job. If they're causing you to hate oh, them, yeah. and boo them, then they're they're doing their job. That's right. Yeah. So kind of like my relationship with uh, 
<laughs> Kevin Owens. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I'll never like that guy. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but we have uh, we have Scott Pusky as our guest here, and uh, he is the living legend from the WWE and WCW. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, but uh, we do have uh, we do have a uh, mystery call in, uh, and uh, he's got a few questions for you. Go ahead, caller. What do you got? You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? Icon, I'll get to you in a minute. Um, obviously, I am just checking in, seeing how everything's going. I haven't been on the show in a couple of weeks because uh, my life has been an absolute train wreck. Um, but you guys and I have control been, the uh, mute hold- button too. Yeah, you, you guys have been uh, holding the fort down for me, which I appreciate. Um, show is as good as it's ever been. Um, I got a chance to listen a little bit to the end. I finally got the office free, so. Um, a lot of the questions that I would have had uh, have already sort of been answered. Um, but the one that I, uh, I ask a lot of our guests now, and um, I, I don't know if this has been asked already, so correct me if it has, but do you feel – I've been, I've been going back and watching a lot of the Monday Night Wars again. And growing up, I was a WCW kid because obviously everyone knows the story. My aunt knows Hulk Hogan personally, yada, yada, yada. You know, I always grew up watching that. Do you feel like the the way wrestling is going now, that AEW will ever be able to cre- recreate what they had in the late 90s with the WCW and WWF? Or do you really feel like all of it is just a lost cause at this point? It's all uh, more entertainment than it is actually wrestling. Hey, I mean, the sad thing is, is AEW doesn't have Ted Turner's money. What, what, well, what, that's what, that's but really they have, they have Con's there. money, though. They have, they have yeah, that Con guy's money. That's not, that's think... not Ted Turner. Yeah, but that's not Ted Turner, though. That, that money back yeah, then, boy, he was giving, you know, and the thing with, with Turner and back in the day, he, his whole thing was he didn't care to make money. He just wanted to put Vince McMahon out of business. That was his whole premise. He didn't care if he made a penny. He just wanted to put – he didn't like Vince McMahon, and he wanted to put him out. And the problem there was they put people in charge that didn't have a clue of what to do when they put Bishop and those guys. And the funny thing is they thought they were going to, you know, put Vince out of business. And what they, all they did was take Vince's old stars, rehash, you know, stuff. Of course, the NWO. And But they overdid that. They, they just – they blasted. It was a cool gimmick, you know. But it was overdone. Well, and it feel went, like that's you know, when they, AEW is doing now, it kind of feels like every WWF name we've seen in the past, WWE name right. we've seen in the past ten years is going to AEW now. So it kind of feels like they're starting to maybe recreate that a little bit. And it started with Chris Jericho. See, and what what it, what happened there was, and and they should look back, and Chris Jericho should understand, or you know, these guys should understand. In that war, Vince sat back for about a, six months to a year. And let all these old stars, because he knew, he knew, he knew exactly what they were going to do. WCW wasn't going to build stars. They were going to take stars from all over and, and just rehash the old shit. And Vince was building new stars. We are on the earth, new so people, in people were putting new people, you know, stars out there, building people, building people, building people. So after a year, WCW still had the old stuff. 
And Vince had these new young and up-and-coming stars, and that's who people wanted to see. You know, he just kind of sat back and for a year just built. He said, okay, I'm going to build, you know, uh, Hunter. I mean, they were in the thing, Sean, you know, they just really put these guys out there. And WCW took the old stars and just, you know, put them up front, knew they weren't going to put any younger talent over, knew they weren't going to, you know, build any younger talent. And then, it, you know, just like there was a click in WWF, there was a click in WCW with, you know, with Hogan, oh, Nash, yeah. and – yeah, but well, I mean, you know, it got to the point where they were the whole show. Right, yeah. and the the people, the thing I tell this to everybody, the NWO, the whole NWO rode off of uh, Scott Hall's coattails. That guy was a mouth of the NWO. Take Scott Hall out of the NWO, the NWO sucks. And the, and, and the, while we're on this topic, this is kind of something I wasn't planning on, but as you were. Mentioning that, um, I got I got to think to myself because when I was a little kid, I had an NWO shirt and stuff. Because like I said, I grew up a WCW kid. All my friends had DX and Austin 316 and Undertaker shirts and things in their heyday. Now we're only taking a, a couple of years here because I know NWO went way too long. Everybody knows that. But in its in its prime, you, you take the origination in '96 to they started to go dull in about '98, or you take DX who started in 97, went dull in about 99. In their heydays, what do you think was the better stable? Was it NWO or was it DX? It was more revolutionary for, for, for the wrestling business and, and the viewership and marketing. NWO when it was just Hall and Nash. When okay. Hogan jumped on, it died. Then they started just bringing anybody on. You know, when it was just okay. those two, if those two would have just stayed on their own. The outsiders. Stayed just, at the outsiders, yep. Right. But the thing is, is... It didn't matter. I mean, and you know, it, it it was okay. I mean, it was fair. But you take Scott Hall out of that equation. Every every single mannerism, every single saying, Scott Hall invented, and then Hogan would steal, and then Scott Hall would, you know, invent something else and and go with it, and then Hogan would steal it. And it's just like the little walk, how he put his little hands down, do the little airplane. Scotty started doing that first, and Hogan took it. He did something else. You know, he'd say something, oh, wow. and Hogan. You know, think about it, remember? Or, or the whole too sweet thing. The too sweet thing was then first. Yeah, exactly. That all, that, and, yeah. all that. All yeah. that. You know? It, uh, and it was, yeah, but that, you that, take that, Scott that, Hall out of that yeah. equation. That guy, and I tell people, Scott Hall was the best wrestler and the best um, interview that you could have. He's better than The Rock. He's better than, I mean, it all. He was his, I mean, his wrestling by far. But his interviews oh. and his mic. And, you know, it, it just kind of sucks that he had all the personal demons that he had because it could have been so right. much more. Yeah. You know, and the thing um, is, is Scotty so, was, a good, was a good dude to everybody. He was, he was a good dude. He was. And uh, I've seen a lot of stories about him. Here. But I, can, I, can, I do got to jump off real quick, Icon, because I am doing Monday Night Football on the side. I just wanted to pop in and, and say hi and ask a quick question. I'm going to try to call back in as well for the next guest. Uh, and I do want to break your balls a little bit about a backup quarterback beating your Vikings, so I, I will call back well, later you gotta on. you got to be careful about the um, language, man. I said a backup quarterback beating your Vikings. That's what I said. Well, whatever. Okay. All well, right. Uh, Sounds good. We'll we'll catch up to you can, afterwards. Okay? Can I do this? Bye, Big Swing. Can, can, 
<laughs> okay, that was uh, that was big swing. Uh, he uh, he uh, he's been uh, absent, and uh, I'm actually glad that he has been absent. But anyway, uh, we have Scott Putsky as our guest here. We got about uh, uh, 14 minutes here. Real quick, we're going to take a quick little uh, uh, time out here. Then we'll be back in about 30 uh, in about 60 seconds. <clears throat> So what else y'all want to do on this? Can they can't hear me again? Oh, we can hear you right now. I think they took a quick break. Oh, okay. And, yes, we are back here on 89.1 Kansas FM, Fargo, North Dakota. Here we have uh, Scott Pusky is our guest here. We've got about 12 minutes left here with Scott. So now um, I'm kinda, uh, I'd am kind of like to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, when you, uh, you, started in the w, you started in the WWE and went to WCW. Uh, now, was there, um, is there a difference in uh, the backstage um, atmosphere compared to one or the other? Well, uh, between WWF and, and uh, WCW. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that it, WCW was more, um, I mean, for me it wasn't because I knew everybody. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it just, it was, Vince's was more intense. I mean, Vince's was more of a work atmosphere. And WCW was more laid back, was was not, you know, as intense. I mean, when you go to the WWF, it's like, you know, he's all business. And you're a TV, that shit's all business, pardon my language. But it's, it's you know, you walk in the door, it's business. It's business start. You know, WCW was, it was just kind of, uh, kind of Harry Carey on the fly. It's like, you know, I tell people, Vince, whenever you work for the WWF, they used to give us an envelope. A big envelope with all of our schedule, our all of our plane tickets for the month, and you know you go out and that was your schedule. WCW, they would um, send your your ticket. Of course, we were only working, you know, Mondays and Thursdays, and uh, they would send your ticket, you know, via mail, you know, FedEx or whatever, you know, overnight. And sometimes you wouldn't get for Monday. I wouldn't get a ticket until Saturday, so. You know, it got to the point where I was just tired, and, you know, I said, okay, if I don't get my ticket by Friday, I'm not going to Monday. So, you know, Monday you, where you're on the on the show, which you're on most of the shows. So Sunday, Saturday I'd get a ticket, and uh, I was just like, man, I ain't going. So, you know, Monday about 3, Terry Taylor's calling going, hey, Scotty, where are you at? And I was like, man, I didn't get a ticket. I don't know I'm on the show. And he's like, oh, dang it, you know, darn it, whatever, but – so then, you know, go for a while, another time, you know, you don't do it. And in the meantime, you take that ticket and you go to Delta and we, you know, we had our Delta credit card and they, you know, they wouldn't give you the money, but they put the money from the ticket on that. So you could fly, you know, so you could bring your family or do whatever, go on vacation. So it got to the point where I was just, you know, a lot of times I just wasn't showing up. I was so just tired of the, the bull. 
So one time Bischoff calls, and he's like, dude, where are you at? And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't get a ticket. And he's like, oh, okay. He goes, well, go to the airport. We're putting you on an e-ticket. And I was like, all right. And so I, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. I get to the airport, and this is back when you could just walk on planes. I get to the ticket. I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to Sac- uh, Syracuse, New York. So I fly to Syracuse, New York, get a car, drive to the arena, get to the arena, show's fixing to start. Look on the you know the 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 list. My name's not up there. I'm like, hey man, am I on the show? They're like, no no no, we don't need you tonight. I was like, all right, thanks. Jump back in my car, drive to the airport, fly back home. I'm you know catch a ride at home. It's no big deal. So you know well, back then it was good. Well, you know that doesn't sound like uh, you know that doesn't sound like they were taking care of their talent really well. Uh, no, you know, that kind of stuff that kind of stuff would never happen under Vince, would it? No, no. He, you, you knew day to day where you were at. I mean, and that was the good thing with Vince. You know, is, is it was a business. That was a flat. I mean, because look at the storyline for for WC. They may you know have a story written out, and it you know it changes from from Monday to Thursday. There was no you know other than NWO really, and a couple other stories. Everybody else was just kind of a side piece. You know, just to. You know, you had the the guy, the Mexico guys, and they were thrown in there, and then they, you know, you have your lucha matches and you know stuff like that. So it's just kind of a, just kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. Then you had the NWO, you know, that was kind of running everything. Uh, we're here on eighty nine point one Kez FM. We got uh, Scott Putsky as our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got about nine minutes left here with the man. Uh, and uh, we have a little assignment for everybody. If you go to our Off the Rose page, you like that, you go to 89.1 Ken's FM, you like that page. And if you uh, throw a donation uh, to uh, Ken's FM here, uh, $10 a month, we'll also get you qualified uh, for uh, for our drawing in December to win some autographs from a future guest, a past guest, or a current guest. And, uh, Scott, I'll understand if you, you would turn me down on this, but would you be willing to um, – uh, donate a few autographs for our uh, giveaway show. Sure. Awesome. I'll, I'll I'll send you the address where to send that to. Whatever you can do for us, we sure would appreciate it. Yeah, I'll shoot them down. Definitely. All right. So uh, now, uh, when you um, when you uh, first started training to get in the in the business, did you were you like uh, uh, were you like do you like have that uh, that uh, head of steam? You're like I'm gonna. I'm going to bust down the door of this company and I'm going to shoot all the way to the top. Or did you know that there was a pecking order that you had to kind of work your way up? Um, no, I, you know, you go in and, and my dad had a lot of heat with, with a lot of the WWF office. So, you know, I went in not knowing and, and yeah, he had a, a whole lot of heat with a lot of people. So I would have probably been better off. I mean, you know, with my look and my athleticism and stuff, of not being, you know, second generation. Well, his son, because that kind of pulled pulled me down the line. He had a lot of heat with a lot of people, especially in Vince's office. You know, he was over good when Vince Senior was there, and but he was in that Bruno San Martino, you know, that group that Vince, you know, Benny Junior didn't really care for, and we all know how Vince so, holds grudges. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, one thing about uh, the WWE, I mean, you know, you never say never. I mean, uh, and the best example of that is when I thought when they, you know, when they brought the Ultimate Warrior back. Now, he was, uh, you know, uh, in the 80s, of course, your father and Hulk Hogan were my heroes. And then, of course, in the 90s, it was the Ultimate Warrior. And then uh, the late 90s, it was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, but 
the would you say uh and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but uh what is the major difference between uh Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff? Um well, I mean, you said I can't cuss on this, right? Right. Yeah, you got. We got. Um, we got to keep. Uh, yeah, here. it's PG. Um, Vince McMahon would be a genius, and Matt Bischoff would be a turd. I mean, that's about <laughs> as nice as I can say. You know, and I'm not oh, a big fan of Vince big fan of Bischoff, but could be told. I mean, they're not even the same league, man. It's Bischoff is is is, you know, burnt toast and Vince is like, you know, it's not you you can't even compare the two, man. It's not even close. You know, and I don't know if you uh you knew this or not, but you know, both uh Bischoff and uh uh Tony Schiavone, uh J R, uh Arn Anderson and um uh, brother loves uh, Bruce Pritchard. That you know, they all have. Uh, their, yeah, they all have their their own podcast. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but there was a couple times, uh, like on like when they did uh, when they talked about shows that you were on. Uh, you know, Conrad Thompson would always ask, uh, you know, about this guy and this guy. Uh, you know, you've been mentioned on uh, uh, Pritchard's show many times. Were you aware of that? No, I've known, and I knew, you know, Bruce growing up. You know, he's from Houston, and I'm from, right. you know, Austin, Fort Worth. Yeah. Now, what did he say about me? Well, you know, uh, Conrad Thompson asked, "Well, what do you, what, uh, what do you think happened? Why do you think that, uh, you know, he didn't go farther?" And uh, um, it's, and it's, he said just exactly what you said. There was a lot of heat there, you know, and it's sad that, uh, you know. Um, the heat that your dad had kind of was put on you, which is not fair at all, you know? Right. Man, but see, when I knew that, and that's kind of why I left, and it was just like, you know, after that, the pay-per-view where I tore my quad with Brian Christopher, um, you know, I called, and, and I'd, I'd always talk to Bruce, and that's, that's just kind of my go-to event for Bruce Christopher. And I had a good relationship with Bruce. I respect Bruce. You know? Bruce is genius, I think, but um, you know, I just it was it, I just didn't think I was going to get anything there. Well, I was you know when I was with WWF, I was probably about two forty, two two forty five, and they were trying to throw me in the light heavyweight. I was like, what? And you know, here's no offense against Sean, but Sean was about a buck eighty five. So you had your, you know, if I had won the the light heavyweight title. You're looking at a world champion that's 185 pounds, and then you're looking at your light heavyweight that's 240. I mean, does that make sense? No, it doesn't. It was just like, and I didn't, you know, and people were like, dude, are they trying to, like, piss off your dad and say you're small? Or It made no sense, you know? Right. And so, um, you know, after that that deal, I would call, and, you know, I was wanting to get back to work after I had healed, and they were just like, um, well, we don't have nothing to you. I was like, I mean, is there any, you know, we had this angle going. We need to keep this angle going. Is there any way? And they were like, nah, we're just going to put it on the shelf for a while. And, of course, in the meantime, I was real good friends with DDP. And so DD's, you know, man, oh, brother, all the guys are coming to WCW. I can get you big bucks and just come down here, jump ship, and blah, 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 blah. You know, my son was fixing to be born. So 
I was just like, man, you know, went to Bruce and said, man, if y'all aren't going to use me, can I get out of my contract? And he's like, no, nah, I don't think Vince. And, you know, then they end up calling me back. Oh, yeah, we'll let you out of your contract. And so then I went and signed with WCW. And for probably two months, I just, you know, they would fly me in just to hang around because they just wanted to get used to the locker room, which was cool at first. And I'm thinking, well, wow, man, they're going to really do something here. And, you know, of course, nothing materialized there with anybody young, really. It was, it was you know, that whole – I think initially they had the idea of doing something and building stars, but then that whole NWO Goldberg thing just, you know, took over their whole mindset, and it went nowhere other than the Kiss character that ended up doing nothing. Right. Uh, Scott Putzke is our guest here. We've got about 60 seconds here left with Scott. You know, I'll tell you what, Scott, I do want to uh, appreciate – I do appreciate – uh, you being on the show tonight, and uh, I know we've been trying to get you on a couple times, and we finally got it working, and I'm glad that uh, you were able to join us tonight. Uh, and uh, we would like to have you on again because uh, our chat room is just buzzing right now uh, about this segment. So uh, if you if we uh, would be willing to indulge us again, we'd love to have you back sure. on. Sure, brother. Awesome. Just let me know. All right, you're the man, and we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, and you're awesome, man. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, man. Hey, just let everybody know, just, you know, hey, let's all be happy and get along, man. This world's a messed up place right now, and I just want everybody just to, you know, we all need to get along and and praise the good Lord because stuff's not good now in this world, but, you know, it's just around the corner. We can all make a change, but we have to do it, you know, together. We can't do it as – cliques or groups we have to do this as a whole society together awesome that's right words from a great man thank you scotty god bless man love you guys talk to you soon thanks scott all right right, scott scott putsky was our guest here uh we'll be back with our next guest in about 60 seconds I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we're taking a quick break. Gotcha. All right, we are on 89.1 Ken's FM. It's Monday night, and ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our next combatant of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you directly from Canada. He is a Canadian Red Devil himself. He is C-R-D. What's up, guys? I'm the Canadian Red Devil, uh, formerly from Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada, now residing in Tulsa, Oklahoma for quite some time. Uh, you're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken FM with your host, the Icon. And I hear Granny Hulkster is the big swing there. I, I believe you said he was not. I don't think. Well, he's not here right now, but. Okay. He'll be back. But uh, you're on with uh, the Icon and Granny Hulkster and very special guest, Canadian Red Devil, the CRD, 
uh, calling live from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, we have the Canadian Red Devils, our guest here. We've got about uh, 28 minutes here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, here's what we're going to do here real quick. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, I know you told, you told us where you're from, but if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we're going to have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. All right. Um, I was born in Canada, but uh, my parents are American citizens, so I'm American citizen. Uh, I lived there as a child, but uh, we moved around a little bit when I was younger. Uh, my parents were in the oil business, uh, so we lived in Texas for a little while and uh, eventually settled in uh, Oklahoma because my parents didn't want to be moving around with me uh, as I was growing up. So we settled in one place, and I've been in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the vast majority of my life. Um, I've always been a wrestling fan, but it was more uh, curiosity for me than anything else because my parents – uh, I'd be watching it. I, I watched a little bit of Stampede, like way back in the day, and my, and you know when we went to Texas, it was a whole different uh, ball game with the, like Von Erichs and what what was airing there, uh, stuff from Houston, and you know of course uh, uh, World Wrestling Federation and uh, you know NWA and and being becoming WCW. Uh, my parents would always. Um, uh, what, why are you watching that? Why are you wasting your time with that? That's, you know, that's not real. That's, but uh, I never, I was so perplexed by that, that uh, it, uh, it, it just grabbed me and I, I couldn't turn away. But uh, like my, uh, I guess my obsession or love for wrestling started uh, more out of curiosity of, of if this isn't real, why, why, are, why is this guy bleeding everywhere? If this isn't real, like, why are these guys fighting? And if, you know, why are all these people, in, in this audience watching this, you know, so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. And I just, uh, grew to love it. Um, I went to my first, uh, independent wrestling show when I was, uh, 18 years old with, uh, another wrestler named, uh, Dutch Hagen. Uh, you know, and I was a teenager in the nineties. There was no, the internet wasn't really prevalent at the time. So, uh, he just kind of found out about it. And, uh, we went to go check it out. We were like, I don't remember exactly how he came across it, but uh, it was in the back of a bowling alley. And we were like, there's, there's pro wrestling going on in the back of this bowling alley in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, sure enough, we went to check it out. It was called uh, Oklahoma professional wrestling. And uh, we uh, went to quite a few shows, but we, like I said, we were in high school at the time. So we had a lot going on with uh, uh, typical high school things. So we couldn't go all the time. Uh, but uh, I found out they had a school, and uh, it was just planted in my mind, like, hey, this is something I like. I, I definitely have to do at some point. And uh, wrestling school was pretty expensive back then, but, uh, so I had to wait a little while till I graduated and uh, did the college thing for a while and uh, got a got a job that uh, I could afford wrestling school. And once, once I got to financially stable, I was able to uh, – uh, joined the wrestling school in, in 2001. So, and, uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know. It's been a big part of my life ever since. So for, uh, for 20 years, I've had the uh, opportunity to, to do this and work indies and, um, uh, work, uh, all over, uh, pretty much from here to Florida. And, uh, I've, the furthest north I ever went is Nebraska. I've, I've not got to wrestle in Canada yet, but uh, maybe someday. But um, mostly just around here and 
I, I don't the, know. It's uh, been Canadian a blast. Red and, Devils and, uh, are guest here. Yes, sir. You know, the Canadian Red Devils are guest here. We've got about uh, 24 minutes. Uh, now, uh, one thing I, uh, I, I do want to ask. Now, with your, uh, you know, you, uh, you do wear a mask when you wrestle, obviously. Uh, yes, sir. And it's, it's, it's actually a really cool look. And uh, I'm actually jealous because, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're probably a handsome guy under that mask. The only reason why I wear a mask is so they don't see what I look like. But uh, <laughs> now, with with your with your wrestling style and the fact that you are a masked wrestler, are you more of a uh, high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Or are you just that brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, you know, I really don't do much uh, high flying. I just uh, feel clumsy uh, trying to do anything like that. Uh, I was a big fan of like uh, Bret Hart, Chris Benoit, so you know that they were very. I was heavily influenced by them. Uh, I I do maybe a little bit of brawling type. I, I was kind of big into martial arts for a while. I um I did martial arts when I was younger as well. So, uh, but but uh, as far as wrestling, it's just more. Um, I always like to compare myself to uh, Doink the Clown kind of style if, when people ask. So. Uh, I hope that answers your question, but, uh, you know, I'm influenced by uh, maybe all, all, all of the above, but, um, you know, more, especially oh. as I get older, it's uh, more walk and talk entertainment style these days. We have uh, CRD as our guest here. we got about uh, 22 minutes. we got about uh, uh, a couple more questions, and we got to pay some bills, and then uh, we'll be back uh, to continue. Uh, but uh, now... Being being a mass wrestler, I mean, it's it's kind of a kind of a misnomer though that people uh, automatically assume because you're wearing a mask that you're like a luchador and you're a high flyer. Uh, do you get that? This a is lot? true. Do people expect that? All the time. Um, anytime I send out booking inquiries, I make sure to send uh, plenty of videos, and and people maybe they don't watch them, but I, I still get a lot of inquiries for for a head. I'd like a, a high flying type match, and I just have to tell them, oh, that's. I'm afraid that's not me, but um, I, I guess maybe it's assumed. But you know, I, I do like the um, the old school. Um, are you uh, maybe if you're familiar with like the old back way back in the territory days? The, the gimmick is just kind of a throwback to uh, a lot of the territories had a, a red devil character, and it was usually just a like a secondary gimmick, a guy in a black mask, you know, and they just called him the red devil. There was the Oregon red devil, I know for sure. Um, I had the opportunity to work with the, um, when I was, uh, new and getting in, I had the opportunity to work with the, uh, the evil foreigners and, uh, they, they made me the, the Canadian guy. And, uh, cause I could actually talk and the rest of the guys couldn't talk. So I would do the promos for the, the group and, and they had me be the, the evil Canadian guy just because I had Canadian roots. It was, a uh, it was a good gimmick to get started in Oklahoma and it's, uh, continued to work for me for over the years. So I, you know, it, it, it works. Uh, I, I stick with it. And uh, so here I am now, 20 years later. Uh, C- CRD is our guest here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes left of the segment. Uh, I'm going to do a quick little, uh, uh, pay a quick little bills. Hopefully this will work, and then we'll be back. Hold on, guys, one second. All right. And we are back with CRD, and we have about 20 minutes. 
Now, when you uh, when you wrestle, are you more of a uh, um, a baby face, a uh, heel, an in betweeny? Are you more of a crowd guy? I definitely say more of a crowd guy, but um, typically I wind up uh, working uh, baby face uh, in this day and age. It just uh, uh, the kids love the mask and the bright colors that I wear, and you know, just depending on where I go, sometimes they. Uh, want me to be the heel and the bad guy. And, of course, when I started out, uh, it was uh, intended to be a heel gimmick, and I played it for quite a while, uh, attempting to be a heel. But uh, I just had, after a few months, I just had the fans behind me. They just uh, enjoyed my work, even even as a bad guy. I gave them somebody to laugh at and uh, some comic relief, and they, they got to where they really appreciated that. Uh, as far as regular fans at our uh, – that uh, came to our regular events uh, around the state and around. I got to work in Arkansas quite a bit too. And uh, it was always the same effect. I, I would start out as a bad guy anywhere I went and, and people would just, for whatever reason, warm up to me. So, well, uh, you mentioned, uh, you, know, re- you mentioned wrestling in Arkansas. So this part of this, this next segment is going to be really interesting. We have CRD. We have 18 minutes. Granny, he's wrestled in your home cunt, uh, country. He's wrestling in your home territory, and he's a, my home country. He's a good yeah. Guy. What, what do you got, Granny? Go well, ahead. you know, I can I really, you know, CRD is a very good personal friend of Granny Holsters. I have known CRD for many years. I have seen many matches in wrestling, in watching him wrestle in Arkansas and Oklahoma both. So, you know, uh, gosh, CRD, how long have we known each other? Probably close to... Over 10 years, I mean, I've, been in, uh, I, I, I've, I've been in Arkansas since 1999. Well, I moved to Arkansas in 88, and I moved to Springdale in 1999, and I met you probably uh, in the early 2000s. So, you know, I've, oh, yeah. I've known, we've, known each, we've known each other quite a long time, Icon. Oh, yeah. We go way back. And uh, like oh, I yeah. mentioned before, um, you know, Granny was probably the leader of the pack when it came to, you know, I'm supposed to be out there being a bad guy, but uh, uh, people just warm up to the character and, and warm up to the, you know, the, the comedy act, the shtick, whatever you want to call it, and uh, start cheering for me. And then uh, next thing you know, I'm, I'm uh, what to be considered a baby face. And I want to say, uh, I'm sure Granny Holster bled the charge on, uh, on much of that. At least uh, Why, oh, yeah. on uh, the event she was attending. Hold on a second, guys.
Well, one week I'll get I'll, I'll get this to, to figure it out. But uh, I uh, sorry about We've the interruption. We're on eighty nine point one. Sounds like. <laughs> Uh, th- this is uh, this nope. is Ken's FM. We're on 89.1. We have CRD as our guest. Uh, go ahead, Granny, with your question. And uh, uh, okay. I mentioned it. Well, uh, maybe um, he, like he may I have said, made, made him some cookies or something. Well, CRD <laughs> and I, we go, as he said, we go way back. So, CRD, what, if you could have, like, any kind of dream match, what would you want it to be and who would you want your opponent to be? Uh, I would love to go back to uh, 20 years ago, um, maybe with my athleticism or my uh, uh, 30-year-old body, but uh, I would love to have worked with um, Ultimo Dragon. He he was my favorite to watch in WCW. I, I would watch WCW. Mm-hmm. I'd record it just to watch uh, and see what Ultimo Dragon was going to do. Uh, I, I liked um, – now, Icon mentioned uh, the, the like me being mistaken for a luchador – or, uh, you know, if people expected that of me. And that that was a big influence to me was uh, watching WCW. That's what made me want to get into wrestling, and that's what made me think I had an a opportunity at wrestling. But uh, my dream match would have been uh, simply with uh, Ultimo Dragon for sure. Um, that's awesome. I uh, But I was a huge yeah, – I liked uh, a lot of the WWF stuff, but uh, I was a huge WCW fan back in the day. I, I always watched the cruiserweights and the – the luchadors and um you know i always thought if, if i have an opportunity to do this it, th- this is, is the way for me because i was not a, a great big guy um at the time uh, when i started wrestling i was about 160 165 pounds when i when i very first uh got into or if you want to call it broke into the business was uh training and and i felt like that was the way but uh unfortunately wcw uh didn't last much beyond whenever I uh, got started, but um, that that was a big influence to me, and it, and it still is. That's something I always like to go back and watch is uh, a lot of the old cruiserweight matches, even though I uh, can't do a lot of that stuff. Um, just the way those guys worked, at telling a story with their body while wearing a mask. You know, they don't have facial expressions, so they have to to uh, do everything and, and communicate with the crowd uh, just completely using their body and. Uh, so that's, like I said, that's a big influence to me, and that's um, something I've always strived for is to be good like they were. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But uh, as far as dream match, uh, definitely go back 20 years, uh, match with uh, Ultimo Dragon would have been dream match for me. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Uh, CRD is our guest here. We've got about uh, 13 minutes here with uh, the man here. Uh, now, one thing that uh, – uh, what we we won't spend too much time on it because it's kind of depressing. But you know we had the whole COVID thing. Uh, uh, kind of tell us uh, uh, how did it affect you? Did you have to blank out your calendar at a certain point? Do you got shows that'll be rescheduled or just completely canceled? Kind of take us through uh, how it affected you. Well, I had my first child in 2017, and I had my second one in 2019, and I just. My, so my wrestling uh, had slowed down a lot already as it was. I, I'd really only been wrestling in uh, um, my home, my town and then a little bit out of town, like maybe an hour or two away at most. So my schedule was already uh, pretty slow as it was. Uh, in, in Oklahoma, we did have to shut down completely for, I want to say it was two 
two months. It was from March to May. And then in May we were, and that was our athletic commission. We all have to be licensed here. Uh, and, and all the, st- the shows have to be sanctioned by the state. And uh, the state completely shut down everything for the two months. And then it kind of started picking back up uh, with um, being restricted uh, or uh, re- restrictions on attendance, things like that, wearing masks. Um, so I was, all, I was only wrestling maybe once or twice a month as it was, and it went to uh, zero a month. And then, then once we started rolling again, it, I got back up to once or twice a month. So it, it didn't uh, necessarily hit me hard um, in the wrestling aspect of it, but um, it, it was a bummer for sure for our businesses. Uh, we have the CRD as our guest here. We have uh, Lev Nintz here with uh, CRD. Now, one question I'd like to ask uh, all our independent wrestlers, because no one's ever answered the same way, so I'm going to put it to you as a two-part question. Uh, let's say that, you know, now we got AEW and the WWE and, uh, you know, Ring of Honor. Uh, let's say that you're at a at a wrestling show and one of the uh, they have like an official there and they they come up to you after the show and say you know we're having a tryout in this area and we'd like you to come check out two part question one is that something you'd want to do and two if you do get that big time contract because we know that you got the drive to do it would you not big time us and still talk to us? I'd love I love doing these interviews. This is one of my favorite things about uh, our business. So absolutely, I'd love to still talk to you. I I would still. Uh, uh, Talk to Granny on Facebook uh, periodically as well. Um, no, I wouldn't uh, big time anybody, but um, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, check it out. I, I feel like I, I need to get in better shape. I'm I'm 41 years old at this time. Uh, definitely need to get in better shape, but uh, to continue doing this, but um, it, it would definitely be worth checking out. I also want to say. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, Fuego del Sol, is uh, making waves there in AP, AEW, and uh, everybody, uh, he's, to my knowledge, he's from Texas. I, I've had the opportunity to work on a lot of cards with him. I've never had a match against him, but I've tagged with him at least at least once, and I've been in like a, a few battle royals with him, so uh, we're all cheering him on from, uh, from here, Oklahoma and Texas, and our whole uh, regional crew here. Uh, cheering him on in AEW. Um, but uh, I, I've had a couple of opportunities with WWE. Uh, gosh, it's been, that was 2009, 2010. And uh, uh, just unfortunately at the time, I, I don't want to say I wasn't, I was ring ready. I, I was wrestling probably usually at least one to three times a week at the time. So my body was in uh, good ring shape, but I just wasn't uh, physically fit uh, enough at that time to, I guess, be what they were looking for, unfortunately. But uh, I did have a couple opportunities with them at at those times. And, uh, you know, if I could go back, I would have told myself, hey, diet a little better, uh, you know, get get a better tan, uh, get a better look going for you. But, um, yeah, if if the opportunity came along today, I would at least do do what I could to whip myself in shape and, and, you know, try it for one more try, you know what I mean? So, um Yes, I would. I would go for it, and uh, yes, I would. I would not big time you, and I'd still love to be on your show. Awesome, and uh, you know, um, I like I say, uh, the the biggest test I ever got uh, with that was uh, uh, we had our first interview. 
uh, Kenzie Page. And uh, I asked her the same thing, uh, and she was 17 at the time. We were actually the first interview that she ever did with us. And uh, I got a call from Big Swing telling me to turn on my TV because uh, she was uh, on uh, AEW. And uh, after the show was over, I called her. She said, I only got a few minutes, Icon, but uh, she kept her promise, and she did talk to me. So there you go. Uh, um, there's only one person, uh, one guest that we've ever had that I never, ever want to talk to again. And uh, um, we'll just say one half of Harlem Heat, and it's not Booker T. So you guys can pretty much figure out who that is. Uh, CRD's our wow, guest. Okay. we got about... Uh, we got about uh, six, uh, s- uh, seven minutes left here with uh, CRD. Uh, kind of uh, tell us uh, uh, if you have any upcoming matches, where it is, when it is, and if you know who your opponent is. If you got one coming up, I'll be in. Uh, it's, actually, I have two this Saturday. I'll be uh, wrestling at a. An, uh, it's a ministry. Uh, it's a food ministry slash wrestling promotion that uh, raises money to. Uh, uh, have a food pantry and it's called uh, wrestling against hunger w a h and i can't tell you what my match is because it's kind of a surprise but i can tell you i will be there and that one's at 3 p.m in turley oklahoma if uh, if you're listening you can uh, simply look up on facebook wrestling against hunger and uh, i'm sure you can find the event and the address it's wrestling against hunger in turley oklahoma and that's a small town just north of tulsa and then uh, after that, I will be at Core Professional Wrestling, which is uh, run by some of my protégés. Um, and that one's in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, at uh, I believe 6 p.m. And I'll be in a, I'll be challenging the the tag team titles at uh, Core Professional Wrestling, and that's Core like Apple Core Professional Wrestling in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. If you want to get on Facebook or the internet, uh, look up Core Professional Wrestling. Sand Springs, Oklahoma, and it should pop right up. Um, I'll be challenging the tag team titles with a newcomer, uh, Leo Fox. So I'm uh, looking forward to uh, having him in my corner and uh, challenging the tag team titles with uh, with him as my partner. I've, I've seen a lot from him, but like I said, I haven't got to work with him yet because he is relatively new. But um, I'm looking forward to getting in there and uh, guiding him to a tag team title win. And that is this Saturday night. Um now, next Sunday, the 14th, I'll, I'll be back in Tulsa uh, making my debut for a new promotion. Let me... Apologies. Well, yeah, we want to make sure you get it right. It, I want... Yes, I definitely... Interdimensional Wrestling Warriors. That's I-W-W, Interdimensional Wrestling Warriors. Forgive me, I, I have a hard time keeping that on the tip of my tongue. But that one will be at, uh, and this is a Make-A-Wish benefit, at um, 1109 East 6th Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you just get on uh, Facebook or just the Internet and look up Interdimensional Wrestling Interdimensional Wrestling Warriors in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it should take you right to the uh, the event and, and the uh, all the information you'll need from that. But th- those are my next uh, two weekends, and um, I'm finally getting getting back to it i've only been uh i uh have another gig on the weekends where i'm a wedding dj so uh i've been pretty busy with that uh this time of year but uh, now i'm getting back to uh wrestling more so i'm pretty excited to uh get back in the ring i haven't uh got to wrestle a whole lot uh in the last couple of months so looking forward to it and uh being a uh, wrestler in it 
Oh, yeah, hold on one second. Being a wrestler and a DJ. Okay, that's fine. I w- uh, being a wrestler and a DJ, I bet if someone gets out of line, you you can just uh, uh, send them to Suplex City right onto the uh, right onto the turntable. I would guess. Let me tell you, as somebody who's bought a lot of microphones, uh, do not drop the mic. I don't care about you know the, the term mic drop. No, don't do that, or you you will get dropped. Right. Yeah. Now they call it a pipe bomb. Uh, real quick, Granny, uh, we have uh, CRD as our guest here, uh, and uh, real quick here, so we have time to do it. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I've got uh, my my favorite's my Instagram, and it's as simple the little at sign real CRD. So you don't get a fake one. It's R E A L C R D on Instagram and Twitter, which I don't get on Twitter a whole lot. And then if you want to add me on Facebook, my name is um, simply C.R, the letter C, the letter R, and D, like D. Snyder, D-E-E. So C-R-D-E-E. And uh, that's the, the best ways to find me and reach out to me is uh, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, add me as a friend, and I'll, I'll add you back, and uh, I'll uh, come and laugh at some of your posts. And uh, feel free to follow me on uh on either one of those platforms, and, uh, you know, shoot me a message. I'd, I'd love to chat with you. Uh, like I said, this is my favorite thing to do. Um, I, I love just sitting at my uh, merchandise table and just chatting with the fans just as much as I love, you know, getting in the ring and entertaining them. So, uh, like, and, uh, I know we got a limited time. I could I could talk to you guys all night here, but, uh, yeah, reach well, out to we, me. We are, I'd we be are, happy to chat with you. We are, we are definitely going to have you back on again, but in real quick here, uh, if you go to our Off the Roads page, you like that, you go to uh, Ken's FM 89.1 page on Facebook, and if you uh, do a $10 donation a month uh, to help Ken's FM, uh, we'll get you automatically qualified uh, for our drawing in December. Uh, we can win an autograph from past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. Uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways, uh, CRD? I'd love to. I love to. I, I've seen your message. I got to get some more printed out, but um, I'll uh, I'll get you some sent up that way. All right. Yeah. As long as we can get it by the end of uh, December. And real quick, Randy, go ahead. What do you got? No, I was just gonna say when he was talking about you know you, um, when he's talking about Russell against Hunger, when we had Elijah Sparks on last week, that's the show that he is going to be at you know, Saturday afternoon, and unfortunately, Granny cannot be at either one of those shows he's going to be at Saturday night because I have another commitment that night. But I would love to see that match um, with Leo Fox at CORE. That would have been an awesome match to see. So It'll probably be recorded. I'll see if I can get you a recording of it. Okay. Because right. I tell you, like I said, I love CRD. I mean, we we go way back, and I mean, I love to watch him wrestle, and he's he's one of my best friends ever in this business. I mean, we consider him part of our family. That's awesome. Likewise. And uh, I'll Thanks tell you what, CRD, on, we CRD. do appreciate we appreciate you being with us, and uh, we'll definitely get you back on again. Uh, and we do appreciate all you do, and uh, anything you can do to help us out, we sure would appreciate. Thank you so much. The 30 minutes has flown by. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you just having me on here just to chat. This is awesome. And you guys are doing an awesome thing. I'll uh, definitely right. be in touch. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, CRD. Thanks, we appreciate CRD. it. All right. Y'all All take right. care. CRD, CRD is our guest there. And uh, our next guest will be coming on in about uh, 60 seconds. We're going to do a quick little deal here. Then we'll be back to you in about 60 seconds. 
As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kenzfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is our third combatant of the night, and it is the Iceman Cometh. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you without further ado, he is the Iceman. Hey, this is the Iceman, and you're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, none other than the icon, the big swing, and the one and the only Granny Hulkster. Well, how are you, Iceman? Thank you for joining us tonight. How how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just sitting All around right. watching the Chiefs game. All right. So so is Me Granny. Too. Unfortunately, that, that, that's her team. So uh, uh, Me too. Uh, I'm, I, I am proud to say that my team is uh, still the Minnesota Vikings and always will be. But, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, here's what we're going to do here real quick. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then we're going to have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Uh, well, I have uh, been in – professional wrestling now for 21 years. I live in a small town about an hour and a half north uh, northeast of Kansas City um, called Chillicothe, Missouri. We are the home of sliced bread. And what that means is sliced bread was invented in my hometown, or I should say the the machine that uh, was invented to slice the bread was made right here in our hometown. As a matter of fact, that machine was once in the Smithsonian, um, but we have it back on display at our local museum here. So that's kind of our claim to fame is we are the home of sliced bread. So and, I uh, am, let's our, see. And, you no, know, where, where you're calling here in Fargo, North Dakota, 89.1 Ken's FM, uh, our claim to fame is uh, Roger Maris and uh, the log chipper from the movie Fargo. Nice. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> oh no, no. A uh, little bit uh, about a little bit more about me is uh, I have two kids. Uh, I've got a daughter who is 25, and my youngest daughter is 14. Uh, I'm married. My wife and I have been together for eight years, married for five years. I also have a three-year-old grandson. Wow. So, and, uh, yeah. you know, and the thing is, you, you don't look that old, though. And I'm not just saying that, uh, uh, you know, to smooth up to you, but, no, you don't even, you don't look that old, really. 
when you said that you've been in the business for 21 years, it's like I, 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 it's unbelievable because of how young you look, you know? Well, thank you. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact of I don't – quite a few years ago, many, many years ago, actually, um, I kind of – I kind of cleaned up my act as far as don't party as hard as I used to. Um, so that, that helps. Cause if you look at people who party hard all the time, every day, all day, for whatever reason, they tend to start looking older than they are. So um, I kind of slowed things down probably right around the time that my wife and I started dating. So now don't get me wrong. I still do go. I still like to, hang out and have a have a few socially or anything like that but as far as me being hardcore partier i no longer do that so that that might be what helps me look the way that i look <laughs> and uh for those of you who have never seen the ice man uh he's kind of a cross between uh now don't don't get upset with a comparison but he's kind of an up, uh cross between um uh michael chickless uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, and Batista. Okay. All right. Of course, to me, everybody uh, looks like somebody else. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, we have the Iceman as our guest here. we got about uh, 34 minutes here with the Iceman. Um, so now tell me, when, you, uh, when you're wrestling, are you more of a uh, baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you more of a crowd guy? Um, oh, let's see, probably for the last, oh, probably four or five years, I have probably been a heel, uh, probably 90 to 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about the heel thing in just a second. Cause, uh, our, uh, our co-host is going to have uh, some fun with you on that, but, uh, and then with your wrestling star, are you more of a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, or are you just that uh, uh, that destroyer like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, I like to say that I am. I kind of got a mix of styles. Um, as I've gotten older, I don't do much high flying anymore. Occasionally, I'll still pull out some, you know, a dive or, or something, but. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little smarter about the stuff that I do, and sometimes it's not that smart to uh, be a high flyer. <laughs> um, so so I, I like to mix in a little bit of that, uh, mix in a little bit of brawling uh, and a little bit of technical, you know. So I, I, I like to – I've always considered myself uh, pretty ad adaptable to just about anybody's style. So um, – so you cover I, all the bases, I watch, as they say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I watch I watch pretty much all kinds of wrestling, anywhere from you know the brawlers to the technical guys, and you know to your big guys that are you know six five or or bigger. You know, I I, I just like to watch them all, and uh, I just kind of incorporate a little bit of everybody's style in, into my own. So. And uh, you know, covering. So I was going to say, you, you, with your wrestling style, you basically. Uh, you basically cover all the bases like the Kansas City Royals. What's that? Did you say something about the Royals? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, uh, with your wrestling style, you uh, cover all the bases like the Kansas City Royals do. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we have the Iceman as our guest here. we got about, uh, well, we got about 31 minutes. 
Uh, well, Granny, uh, he mentioned that he, he does have some heel tendencies. So what do you got for our guest? Iceman, we have 31 minutes. Go ahead, Granny. Well, I kind you know, once again, you know, um, this, this gentleman is no surprise to Granny either. We go way back to just kind of like CRD. <laughs> and I've had my moments with the Iceman, let me tell you. I've went yeah, round and round that. a few times. Yeah. I went round and round with him a few times at different wrestling shows. So he well, is well, Granny, no before surprise you, before you to Granny Holster. Uh, have you have you noticed a theme today? You have you know yes. everybody on the docket. Have you noticed that theme? Yes. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> I mean, Go ahead with you your know, question. We got sorry. the answer. We got thirty minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> No, but no, I yeah, I I have not had the opportunity to get to see him wrestle for quite some time, and I miss seeing him wrestle. And and I and I know I've seen what beautiful pictures of his grandson and his daughter and everything. And I mean, he has a beautiful family, and and I miss seeing him. I really miss seeing you, Ice Man. And I we're glad to have you on our show tonight. So we're really yeah, happy yeah. to have you on our show. So well, so. Um, if you could have any kind of dream match, what kind of match would you want to have, and who would you want your opponent to be? Oh man, uh, well, there's just right off the top of my head, there's a there's a couple of guys who um, I would like to have a dream match with, and they're actually both still active today. Um, one of them is Ray Mysterio. And the other one is uh, Dustin Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I, I'd love to have a match with either one of those guys. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And and it really uh, it really wouldn't matter, you know, what kind of match. Uh, you know, obviously with with Ray, uh, it would probably be you know a, a good mix of of his style, my style. So, you know, just kind of a normal match, uh, with, with Dustin, mm-hmm. you know, with him, uh, you know, he's been in all sorts of kind of matches over the years. Um, I, I wouldn't mind doing a match that his dad, uh, had, had lots of times and that's a good old fashioned bunkhouse brawl. Oh yeah. Yeah. The American oh, dream, Dusty Rose, man, we're going to have that bunkhouse bunk roll. We're going to be taking him in the cage and we're going to be kicking <laughs> some butt here. This is the American dream, Dusty Rose. Now, see, I have a little bit of a cold, so I cannot do my best uh, Dusty Rhodes impression. But yeah, uh, I was always a fan of his, and I always tried to emulate him when I would uh, when I would like do wrestling promos. I'd always talk like uh, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, like Iceman's I said, I always here. enjoy watching Iceman wrestle too. I mean, I and especially when he's when he's being the heel. Granny really loves to give him lots of grief. So, just saying. Just saying. Well, being a a heel is a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Now, Iceman, I I remember going to a wrestling show back in 2016 because it was the weekend before my birthday because that was the year that I had to have my knee replacement done on my left knee. Because I, I actually had surgery on my birthday. Weren't 
didn't you wrestle at that? Didn't you wrestle at that wrestling show that they had at the T Bones Baseball Park? That outdoor wrestling show. Weren't you there with because Tommy Dreamer was there and Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there? Weren't you in attendance in that show too, if I remember correctly? Yes. Or did you wrestle on that one? I I thought uh, so. I I was on the show. Um, I. I, was, I just did a, a manager role at that show. I, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm, wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just accompanied a couple other guys that I've known forever and ever. Um, that was just what was uh, presented to me. And so I I was a manager that night. So, but, you yep, know. I remember, I, I, yeah, I, I, I remember that because that was I, the night that, Lucy Mendez threw a water bottle at me, <laughs> and, this li- and this little boy, this little boy, she he comes running over, Granny, did she hurt you? I said, no, baby. I said, I'm I'm fine. I said, she did not hurt me, because <laughs> she was another one I enjoyed, her and Ace Steel. I love giving Ace Steel plenty of grief, I tell you. I mean, I, I love giving Ace plenty of grief. Absolutely, yes. Because I remember that was the night that Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry was being the heel that night. And he comes out, and he's standing behind the security guard, like, trying to punch his fist at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, man, I said, I said, what are you hiding behind the security guard before, for? I said, you know, I said, you're being really wimpy tonight. You know, of course, I, I have my history with him, too, so, you know, over the years, but. <laughs> I tell you, right. you know, I can I I know a lot of these guys. I know I have known a lot of these guys for many many years, and I tell you, we have a lot of fun when we all get together. <laughs> Absolutely. I need and, to get uh, you down you know, in Arkansas. I need to get you down in Arkansas, Iceman, at um, Down South Championship Wrestling. I'm going to be working on that. I think I sent you the information on that. I think we're we need to get you down here for that. So. Yeah, actually, I was I was booked to come down there uh, a few months ago, um, but uh, mm-hmm. I had to end up uh, had to end up canceling due to a death in my family. So, and yes, uh, I remember that. I remember that. And we and we have yet to um, you know re- reconnect you know to get something set up. But but hey, um, n- next year I'm looking to add a lot more you know places on my calendar that I've never been before. So. So that'll be one of the first granny, places that I granny contact. Will make, so. gr- granny will make that happen. <laughs> I will work awesome. on that. <laughs> granny will make that happen. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, Iceman is our guest here. We have uh, 24 minutes here with uh, the Iceman. And uh, we're going to take a uh, quick little time out here. But I want everybody to know, if you go to our Off the Ropes page on Facebook, you like that. You go to 89.1 Ken's FM page on Facebook, you like that. Throw a donation to Ken's FM, uh, $10 a month is all it costs uh, to help uh, keep us on the air. Uh, help uh, If you like what we're doing on Monday nights, uh, a donation uh, uh, lasts a long, long time and goes a long way. So uh, we'll be back here in about 60 seconds, and uh, uh, take a listen to uh, how to join. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. 
Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kenzfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. Uh, I know that uh, Ken will definitely appreciate that. So uh, we're back here with uh, the Iceman here. And uh, we have 22 minutes here with the Iceman. So I'm going to ask you a few tougher questions. And we'll and we'll uh, see how you uh, respond to those. Uh, first question is, and like I say, we won't spend too much time on it. But uh, you know, we did go through the whole COVID thing, and uh, it kind of scaled itself back and kind of appeared again. I think we're going back the other way again. But could you kind of take us through on how uh, COVID affected your career? Uh, did you uh, lose a lot of shows that'll be rescheduled? Did you have to blank out your schedule to a certain point? Kind of take us through on how it affected you. Um, yeah, it, uh, it slowed things way, way down. Um, last year started off really awesome. I had a fantastic January, um, had, had some real great opportunities, uh, in January of last year, had the opportunity to go and do some work for WWE on three different occasions, had a couple of tryout matches with them, um, February, um, was was good as well. March started off good, and then after the first show I had in March, that's when everything got shut down. So I went from having a good year lined up and started off fantastic to basically slamming on the brakes and then nothing for for months. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely affected you know the, the progress I was having. Um, but you know what, what I did was is I ended up taking just a couple of months of just you know um, sitting back and um, you know I also have a full time job you know outside of wrestling. So um, I was I was busy with that. Um, so as far as the wrestling goes, I had probably two or three months of where. I did no wrestling whatsoever. Um, I did I did start eventually going over to uh, a friend of mine's that uh, that has a ring, and we would slowly start doing some training and different things like that. And and uh, he was doing some some taping for like YouTube and different things like that, just to put some content out there and give guys opportunities to wrestle um, in kind of a show setting with no fans, obviously. So um, I don't think things actually picked back up to where I started doing shows again until uh, I think I did one in like October, one or two in October of last year. And then in November of 2020, I actually uh, uh, caught COVID. Um, So I was quarantined for about 14 days. I was super sick for about three or four days. Um, then once I got the all clear from there, then I wrestled one show in December 
And that was pretty much it. So I went from, you know, starting off like a ball of fire to completely nothing. So, yeah, it, it definitely affected me. Um, but uh, things, you know, once things slowly started to open back up, then obviously it got much better. So. And uh, if, uh, if you have anything uh, upcoming that you know of uh, your next venue, um, uh, where is it? When is it? Who might you be facing, if you know it? Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, this Saturday, November 6th, I'll be in Springfield, Missouri for Mid-States Wrestling, and I will be defending my United States Highway Championship against a uh, young and -and up-and-comer by the name of Alan Jefferson. Uh, He's actually from Springfield, Missouri. Um, I I can't remember quite how many years he's been wrestling, uh, but it hasn't been very many, so so he he earned himself a, a, a title shot at the last uh, Mid States Wrestling show, and so that gave him the right to challenge any champion, and he challenged me. So so I'll be taking him on this Saturday. Um, then November thirteenth, I'll be in Warsaw, Missouri, for New Breed Wrestling, which is one of my home promotions. Um, then November twentieth, I'll be in Harrison, Arkansas for Mid-States Wrestling. Then, of course, we roll into Thanksgiving. um, And I'll take a little time off, but actually the Friday right after Thanksgiving, I'll be in Kansas City, Missouri, um, doing some work for Journey Pro. Um, And then I'll have uh, about a week or two off from there. And then December, I've got only three shows lined up in December, um, which is by design. Come December... I always try to slow things down a little bit, you know, December through, through January. Um, I try to take some time off and um, just focus on my full-time job, my family, uh, you know, healing up, getting rested, that kind of stuff. So, Uh, The Iceman's our guest here. We got about uh, 17 minutes here with the Iceman. Uh, And uh, so we can do this here. Uh, If our fans wanted to uh, check you out and follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Oh, I'm I'm on all the social medias. Uh, You can find me on uh, Instagram. Um, It's uh, at the Iceman Forever. That's uh, the Iceman, the number four, and then uh, Ever, E V E R. Um, Twitter is at the Iceman 4, Eva, that's the Iceman, number 4, E-V-A. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can just look up the, the Iceman and you can find me. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where else I'm, I'm at. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Those are the main ones that you can find me on. So, You know, it, it's funny. Uh, my uh, email address is the icon the number four e v e r at outlook dot com. So uh, I, I'm glad that uh, I was able to let you copy my gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, I actually I actually made that made those that way because uh, I, I've always said when I started wrestling as the Iceman until the day I no longer wrestle or until the day I'm no longer on this earth, I will always be the Iceman. I will be the Iceman forever. Um, matter of fact, I've got a tattoo that says that too. So, so, I, believe you, uh, you borrowed that. so I believe you borrowed that Go from ahead. me, right? 
I found well, Granny and family are planning on being in Harrison for that uh, Mid-State show on November 20th, the tribute show to beautiful Bobby Eaton. We are planning on being there, and I can't wait to see you again. Yes, that's right. I, I almost forgot. Yes, that is a, a, a tribute show to Bobby Eaton. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yes. Uh, the Iceman is our guest here. Uh, we, ha- we have about uh, 15 minutes here with the Iceman. And uh, so kind of, now you mentioned that, uh, you know, you have a, um, you have a uh, three-year-old grandson and uh, you have uh, two daughters. You don't have, uh, you don't have any sons yet. Um, but now has uh, any of, has your grandson or uh, your daughters uh, ha- uh, expressed any interest in uh, doing what uh, dad does? Or granddad does? Um, well, my grandson has. Um, he's actually, I actually have brought him a couple of times to watch me wrestle. And, yeah, he keeps saying that he wants to wrestle just like me. Um, I've already taught him the proper way to throw a chop. Um, he, he, he knows how to lock up. Um, and he has no fear. He, he will come at you head on. So, um Matter of fact, at the last show that he came and watched me at, he was he was trying to get off uh, off my daughter's lap uh, and get in the ring and and help me out. So I think I saw so he, that video where he was hollering yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to get off her lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he 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 definitely shows interest now. Um, you know, of course, him being three years old, he thinks that everything I do is uh, is the coolest thing ever. So. But as far as my girls, um, both my daughters like like coming to the shows. Uh, they have fun, uh, but I don't think either one of them uh, shows any interest at all as far as get, getting into the business. So uh, no divas then for you? No. <laughs> uh, the Ice and that's Man's okay. Our guest here. We, well, yeah, the Iceman's our guest here. we got about uh, 13 minutes here with the Iceman. So... Um, let me ask you this then. You know, you mentioned you you know you're kind of teaching your grandson, uh, you know, um so when he goes to school, he'll have a leg up uh against anybody that might uh, uh want to kind of challenge him or bully him, but uh let me ask you this, and I ask all independent wrestlers the same question. No one has ever answered it the same way, so I'll put it to you, two-part question. Uh, you know, let's say that uh, you're at a show and someone from like AEW or Ring of Honor, the WWE, they say, hey, you know, we're having tryouts uh, next week in your area and we'd like you to come out and check it out. Uh, Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you do get that big-time contract, uh, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, When I first got into wrestling, that was the ultimate goal. Um, if it's, in my opinion, if, if a person gets into wrestling and that's not their ultimate goal is to be part of some major company, um, in some way, uh, then you're in it for, I mean, you're, you're just kind of wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be in it because you love wrestling and you're passionate about it. You love to entertain, which I do. Um, but the, uh, the, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to be part of a big major company. So yeah, if, um, if that was presented to me, uh, absolutely, I, I would do it, whether it would be, you know, whether it was only for six months, a year, you know, five years, whatever, um, I, I would definitely do it. And um, 
I would consider talking to you again, yes. <laughs> oh, you see, now you get, well, you just consider, okay, well, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's funny. Like I like I like I told our last guest, there's only uh, one guest that we've ever had that I never want to talk to again. And uh, Granny knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's one half of Harlem Heat, and it's not Booker T, so you can pretty much figure out who that might be. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, let me ask you this too. Um, you know, you you've been uh, you've been uh, you've been in business for a long time. Uh, what advice would you give? Uh, a young wrestler, uh, up-and-coming wrestler that wants to get into the business, what advice would you give him starting out? Um, always ask questions. Always take the advice of a uh, veteran. Um, you'll eventually learn if, that's, if the advice they're given is good advice or bad advice. That's just something you gotta, you got to figure out. Um, Always be a student of the game, no matter how long you do it. Uh, after 21 years, like I said, I will still sit and watch tape. Uh, I will still occasionally go and, and train. I will watch other wrestlers um, and just just learn and, and soak it in. I, anytime I'm around anybody that's been doing it, either A, as long as I have, but doing it better, or if I happen to share a locker room with a legend, I'm, I'm asking questions. Um, the one key advice that I can always give younger wrestlers is never stop learning. You know, be be open to everything, good, bad, or indifferent, and you'll be able to figure out what what's good for you and what isn't good for you. Uh, the Iceman is our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes. We're going to take a quick little time out here. Uh, we'll be back here in uh, 60 seconds, so everybody pay attention. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. So uh, we want to make sure that everybody goes there and uh, uh, help Ken out and uh, keep us on the air. And if you like what you, uh, you hear every Monday night, or and if you like the music that you hear and you like the news that you hear, <coughs> Uh, 89.1 Ken's FM is the best uh, stop to go, uh, and uh, it's uh, the cool place on your dial to listen to 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, we're back here with the Iceman. we got about eight minutes here with uh, Ken. I mean, with the Iceman, sorry, on Ken's FM. Uh, so, Ken, jeez, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So, Iceman, uh, <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the best advice you got, and who was it from? Um, wow, that's, that's 
really hard to, to, to pinpoint, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I've been surrounded by a lot of great guys and, and girls for that matter. Um, um, and I've been given lots of great advice. I, I, to be honest with you, I really can't pinpoint, you know, you know, exactly just one person, um, you know, who, who, who's given me some good advice. Like, like I said, I've, I've received a lot of good. So. And, uh, well, you know, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but is there been anybody that, uh, that you were really anxious to meet that you got to meet and that you realized that, uh, they're not, uh, they weren't exactly what you thought they would be. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a loaded question. I know. Yes, yes. Um, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, yes, there has been a couple of times and uh, <clears throat> pretty pretty disappointed um, in in how not not necessarily how I was treated, just their actions uh, behind the scenes compared to what they do. Um, in front of the curtain or in front of the camera. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I won't, I won't reveal names. Um, if you ever catch me in person at some point, um, ask me that question again, and then I'll tell you in person, I won't say it on the air. Well, you know, speaking of, uh, uh seeing you in person, you know, if I can ever uh, get down to uh, a show that you're at, uh, you know, um, I, uh, you know, I'll understand if you turn me down on this. Mo- uh, most uh, uh, like to give me carte blanche, but if I can ever come back down and get down to see you, uh, maybe uh, I could uh, um, be like your um, like your guest manager and walk you to the ring. I guarantee if I if you have me in your corner, you're not going to lose, especially with my finishing maneuver. Uh, as long as the referee's back is turned, uh, you're not going to have to worry about losing. Uh, you know, uh, what do you think? Maybe you, uh, maybe uh, we could get hooked up in that sometime if I can ever get down there. But we can definitely see if we can make that work for sure. And uh, what, um, you know, you you have you have been uh, you have been in the the business for a long time. You're technically what they would call a veteran at this point. Uh, how many more years would you say that you want to keep going? Um. Hmm. Probably, I'd say between three to five more. Three to five, and then um, you know you you know you mentioned uh, a little while ago that uh, your grandson's interested in wrestling. Do you think that uh, uh, you'd uh, want to train him, or would you try and hook him up with a good wrestling school? Uh, both. I I would definitely want a hand in getting him started and then pass him on to um, somebody that is very trustworthy. And I know lots of people who are uh, when it comes to training. So yeah, I, I definitely would want a, a hand in the beginning, uh, but to really, you know, polish up the skills and everything, I would definitely hand him off to somebody that's uh, very, you know, that has a good reputation and, uh, and is a good teacher. And uh, would uh, would you recommend, uh, uh, like, uh, someone that, you know, wants to get in the business, would you recommend uh, them, uh, like, uh, 
trying the independent circuit or going to school, uh, a wrestling school first, um, what would you suggest would be the best um, uh, best uh, uh, best form of action for that would be? Um, well, most definitely, before anybody ever attempts to try to have a wrestling match in front of anybody, most definitely go to a wrestling school. Um, and there's some good schools all around the country. Um, right here in the in the Midwest where I live, there's there's a ton of them. Um, you have uh, well the one that I go and and train at occasionally. Um, that's ran ran by uh, a wrestler who's been doing it for as long as I've been doing it. Uh, he was trained by Sonny Myers. Um, he's got a school, um, and that, that's right outside like the Kansas City. Uh, St. Joseph, Missouri area. Um, there's one in uh, Davenport, Iowa that's ran by Seth Rollins. That's a good school. Um, there is the Harley Race Academy down by St. Louis um, that's still up and running. Uh, that, that's a good school. Um, there is, yeah, there's just tons of good schools around just in the, in the here in the Midwest. So, my advice would be is if you want to get into the wrestling business, wherever you live and located at, uh, find a school. But before you sign up for that school, do some research about who's been through there. You know, has anybody, you know, you know, got established through there? Uh, or is it just some fly-by-night, you know, guy who's never had even, even a cup of coffee in the big leagues trying to claim, hey, I'm the best trainer in the world. Come pay me a thousand dollars to get started and we'll, we'll go from there. So, cause trust me, there are those people. It, it happened to me early on in my uh, wrestling career. I got duped by a guy, uh, got hurt. Didn't think I was ever going to get into wrestling. Um, and uh, once I figured out what that guy's plan was, I, I, I got away from him. So, so basically what it is, is uh, he's, he was one of those guys that would, uh, just break a couple bones and uh, take your money. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He, his, his claim, his claim to fame was uh, he he was just like a, a local guy uh, that did he did some wrestling like back in the territory days. So anybody that had any sort of name value that would come through the territory, usually he wrestled uh he didn't wrestle any of the big big superstars but he did wrestle with you know a few people here and there that that did have a good name and then that that was it he never got any farther than that so then fast forward so many years he starts a school he starts his own company i happened to go to a show that this guy was running about 20 minutes from where i live and that was right around the time i wanted to get in which would have been like late 90s probably 90, 99 uh, would have been about the year. And so he's like, yeah, come over to my place. I'll show you how to get started, so on and so forth. And uh, all he did was hurt me. First day in the ring, I ended up with a partially separated <laughs> shoulder because of him. So, And I was out money. <laughs> Oh. Uh, we got the Iceman as our guest here. We've got about uh, 30 seconds left here. Uh, we want to make sure everybody knows uh, to tune in next week, uh, same time, um, Ken's FM 89.1 in Fargo, North Dakota at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Monday night. 
Uh, and uh, we got a great uh, guest lineup next week. Uh, be checking out uh, our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, for who's coming on next week. And uh, go ahead and uh, give us a like on our pages, Off the Ropes, on Kent's FM 89.1. Send them a donation. Uh, $10 a month goes a long way to help keep us on the air. So uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we want to thank uh, the Iceman for being on. Thank you, Granny. And uh, we'll keep Thanks, uh, big swing, and we'll keep the big swing on mute for now. Uh, so everybody, check us out next week, and uh, we will see you all at that time. Thank you, Mary. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.